0: Hello and welcome to another discussion of our number episode of Own Your Yes Live. I am your host uh, Valera Wilson, and this is our weekly conversations as ambitious women who really are learning through hearing the stories of other ambitious women how to thrive despite the challenges uh, on the way to success. And so I am so happy that we get to have this conversation every every Thursday, uh, noon to, to noon 30 Eastern. Um, and I'm so delighted today to bring to everyone uh, Denise Johnson, who is a COO of Stratify, and she's going to share more about her background. But we're going to talk today about, you know, not allowing people to underestimate us. And that is a loaded statement as a woman, as a woman, of you know of diverse backgrounds we all find ourselves with in situations where we might be underestimated and that label can often challenge us but denise is going to talk to us about her journey on how to not let people underestimate her um denise why don't you share with us your background
1: um thank you valera for uh hosting me uh and it is an absolute joy Uh, to be here. A very short uh, info about my background. I have close to three decades of healthcare and financial services technology um, background, uh, leading product and technology teams uh, in global companies. Uh, Then I have moved uh, to uh, working with startups, specifically fintechs, a, and uh, been an advisor, startup advisor. Uh, I'm on the board of a number of startups, fintechs, and I'm also currently teaching fintech and financial innovation at Northeastern University, along with um, the above listed things I've done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. That's amazing. I mean, you are a busy woman. I mean, a te- you teach fintech. You're a C-suite leader, and you're an advisor to startups, and on the board on on board. So, let's talk about this. I mean, whoa, talk about not underestimating you. <laughs> Who would want to do that with, with the resume that you have? But obviously, I know as you know, I'm saying that jokingly, but I know that there's always a journey to get to any any place that we are today. So, share with us maybe some of the key challenges or pivotal moments that presented themselves along the way to get to where you are today?
1: Um, certainly. I think it's a, a, a as we were uh, talking before, a, our our journeys, our career paths are never straight line. And I say this to my students as well. Um, if he, any woman that is in a, a leadership position, it has not been um, a straight line. It is filled with pivots. I've, this is my third pivot, actually, in my career. Um, And uh, it's all about how you look at the obstacles that are presented. If you look at an obstacle as an obstacle, it's going to be uh, you're almost falling victim to the uh, labels to the underestimation to the opinion of others. Mm -hmm. Um, The the journey has to be not seeing everything as an obstacle, um, but actually looking at it as an opportunity. Any change, especially, is an opportunity. If you look at, um, you know, growing up in in a diverse environment, growing up with diverse experiences, uh, really keeping your horizons really... Uh, big and all about experiences that allows you to look things as problems to be solved Mm -hmm. uh, challenges to be solved puzzles to be solved rather than an obstacle and it gives you a different mindset Uh, in my career um, I started uh, from being very um, you know from I, I mentioned I was in Actually, the first pivot came when I was the day before the entrance exams, university entrance exams. I moved, I changed my um, selection and and did a dual degree in uh, engineering and business. Uh, And then went into this career path of uh, initially healthcare, healthcare technology, then moved into something less. less regulated, which is financial technology, financial services technology, which actually is not. <laughs> but and then um, uh, the, the last pivot was I really wanted to, uh, after the accumulation of, of all of this different uh, experiences, I really wanted to make an impact uh, because I was seeing while working at a quantitative investment firm um, as a uh, responsible for the technology department, I saw that decisions uh, were being made with data that was, you know, collected in 1960s and 70s, where mm-hmm. we we don't, we're not a part of that data set.
0: We as a woman or we as in?
1: We as diverse people. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. diversity, it's women. Um, We were not part of those decisions, the products that were being generated looking at history didn't include us. And this is in a highly uh, uh, technically complex environment uh, that was uh, pretty much uh, deciding our future, the products and the financial systems that we're going to see Mm -hmm. and we're going to be buying. uh, And we don't have a say in it. And that... um, started my curiosity and my path to to today where my passion is an inclusive responsible and compliant implementation of ai machine learning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in to improve people's lives mm-hmm. and um that's why i'm with uh, stratify that's why I'm there. I was their advisor for two years before becoming a C, their COO. That's why I'm um, talking about removal of bias. I'm talking about transparency, mm-hmm. uh, because ten years ago, when I was in the quant shop, I saw a glimpse of what could be our future, and I didn't like it.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. And now let's talk about you know what I know. Something we talked about even when I written did, like your intro when I posted about, about this conversation coming up, like, and we talk about this, the, the labeling, right? So <laughs> that's, that's something I, I know it's like a, like a tense area. You talked about, you know, you came to this country and you were labeled as an immigrant, right? Um, Talk about that experience and what that looked like for you to be a woman that was, you know, maybe kind of walk us through that experience of coming to this country, being labeled an immigrant, being labeled or assume that certain thing, having certain assumptions made about you being a woman in technology. Can you share a little bit more about that?
1: Um, sure. Uh It was a very eye opening experience. So I came here uh, going a little uh, personal here. I came uh, to this country for my masters. Um, I already had two degrees undergrad. Um, I was going to do my masters. I had about five job offers waiting for me. Um, And at this point, I was going to do my masters um, and go back and I happened to meet Uh, my husband um it was uh i never dreamt of being away from my family and um he didn't want to live abroad so we ended up getting married and i get got settled here the moment we got married I was labeled, or the moment I decided to stay and I was no longer a student, I was labeled as immigrant and something that I, Mm -hmm. um, that label I detest Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm a brain migration. I'm a, um, a, I refuse to be labeled as immigrant or any other label. I mean, think that's another thing. That's another conversation where we can go to (laughs) where, (laughs) where I, you know, I cannot fill the census because it's labels. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. The immigrant label is an inferior, it's a label that comes with underestimation. It comes with inferiority. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was here as an international student, I didn't uh, get treated the same way the moment I was labeled. I didn't change, but overnight, uh, it people talked slower. It was assumed that I didn't understand. I was unqualified, mm-hmm. just because that that label came with that. Yeah. and it was incredibly, um, you know. As I said, I detest that label. Mm-hmm. But take that further, mm-hmm. as women in um, we. You know you're at all the time all the time for example being a mother means that oh you probably will not be able to fulfill the jobs requirements right when in fact being a mother means that you're going to be so efficient in multitasking that actually you're going to be the most efficient employee yeah um or, or um uh, let me take it to another um, uh, point. It's if you're if you're a woman, it's assumed that you're not technical enough, even if you are actually have more knowledge of the uh, what you're dealing with. Yeah. So. I can choose to make that I can choose to accept that label or I can choose to use that to my advantage, mm. Mm -hmm. So my, this is, this is now I'm giving my trade secret. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, let's hear it. (laughs) So I actually really love, love it when I walk into a room or I am in the room and they're talking about some technical things and I will ask a couple of questions, but it's assumed that I'm the non-technical one. Um, So with that comes a lot of power because You're actually understanding where the holes of the 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 code is, where the uh, architecture really doesn't make sense, or where this integration is going to fail, or you're not going to be able to support it as as a uh, as a product because you you didn't think about the compliance aspect of it. So, but I will. I learn all of that because people assume that I am not technical and they'll talk freely in front of me because you know, I don't understand in their mind. Mm-hmm. So that's actually quite a positive.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I love it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Going in uh-huh, like the mole, right? <laughs> I
1: think, again, I, I think I should, you know, we're live, oh no. I. I shouldn't have said this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no worries. You know, it's okay. But that's, so. that's great though. I, you know, you bring up a couple of really great points. And one is when you mentioned, you know, people look at us and they put a label on us. And so there's an underestimation and nothing's changed about us, but they assume because of the label that they put on us that immediately we're not capable, we're not qualified, we don't know something. And... When the truth of the matter is, is that it's the it's the furthest thing from the truth, and that is infuriating. I could be, I know that as a woman, a woman of color, like the mm-hmm. estimations are underestimations that are made, you know, on us as women of color, and that is it's 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 really fuel. It can be fueled depending on how you use it. And so, you know, I want to know how you, well, you just shared one of those, is that that underestimation can be very powerful because you walk into a room and you're able to get a lot of great information because people think you don't know of something and you end up being the solution, bringing solutions that really are bringing all these different gaps and holes together. And I just can think of so many women that might think that, well, because they underestimate me this way that I can't perform. And in, in, in a lot of ways, that's very much true, right? Because there are very real roadblocks in the workplace because of those underestimations. But mm-hmm. I think what I'm hearing from you is that there's a personal power that you can take back and say, I know that you underestimate me, but I'm gonna be even more efficient, even more solution driven because I, I'm getting all this information. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, you know, as you think of, as you um, have had to m- move through those labels, What did you, how did you have to address them, you know, internally or externally to keep moving forward?
1: Such a great question, Valera. <laughs> um, I don't have a silver bullet answer, though. I um, would love to give a silver bullet answer, but I don't. Um, um, I think um as i mentioned adaptation is key to moving past uh challenges you face your mindset you can choose to be a victim or you can use this to your advantage mm. i personally have not accepted any of the labels that i've been um mm. uh, placed yeah. um i don't even as i mentioned you know the census you know those check boxes i have a problem with Yeah, Um, just just because the world is not pluses and minuses. Mm. Um, A true inclusion, a true inclusion is including everyone Mm. and not labeling them. Mm. And uh, so when I what I do is I so first of all, internally, um, my mindset is probably one of the key things. I look at this as a puzzle. I look at the um, the world as a puzzle that I have to f- I have to figure out. So every obstacle is another. You know, I made it to the next level of the game. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So because otherwise I wouldn't have had the uh, puzzle. You know, that challenge wouldn't be presented unless I made it to the next. Uh, mm-hmm game um so if you look at the world as a puzzle or as a you know that kind of helps you the other thing is um by not accepting labels i don't have to act as they i am expected i am not weighted down by these underestimations Uh, inferior things that will give you know put inferior labels on me Mm -hmm. and um, that of course doesn't come easy it's there's a lot of scars to show for it but it's Mm -hmm. definitely a way of um, I only have to look at following my passion my identity Mm -hmm. Um, I don't need a label to define Mm -hmm. me and I think um, that again goes really what I'm passionate about because you know with with Stratify we're really looking at solving the bias problem, and it's not just in the data but in the models. It's looking at making the financial services much more inclusive, making healthcare much more inclusive. It is we really need to look at it from technology could be a barrier. Uh, Promoting these um, embedded prejudices mm-hmm. to the future in a systematic way, where you will not be able to break it in the future. So we have this opportunity to to do to, to break it now, and mm-hmm. um, and that's very important for me uh, because because again, I don't want a future with these labels with these. Um, uh these um labels inferior that associate prejudices to yeah. others identities
0: that makes sense i mean and that's 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 true and i know that you know i think a lot of times when i think about the labels i wonder sometimes if it's that we don't put the labels on us but we know the people have put the labels on us and oh yeah the part of it for sure we're very aware of it and so you know, dealing with that. And I think that's where my question comes to you now is what's the bias or the balance, I should say, of confronting people's bias or labels versus ignoring the noise? What do you think is that? balance? I know there's no silver bullet answer, right? <laughs> what, what do you think is that, that balance of, of, of that? Is there a, a point where you just kind of say, or what's maybe your internal systems of that? Confront, confrontation versus ignoring?
1: Um, that's a very good question there. I think we might have, you know, we were just chatting about it before this. And um, I think it's a, a, you cannot argue with a big system, like society, uh, systems uh, that are embedded into the society, but you can change them. But the change means you are the one who's adapting. You're the one who's pivoting. Mm-hmm. Um so if this obstacle is in front of you you move this way that way this way mm-hmm. that way so um, for example some biases I will first hand um confront because it is um just you have to you it that for example um when when there is a very direct discrimination in the workplace that needs to be confronted because that's how it's going to change in one of the companies i worked for i was which is not very surprising i'm usually the first uh, female manager or um, executive in those roles Um, in one of them i was the first one and um, i added um, i dive I added so much diversity, we were about 30% diverse for that, um, for the technology department, for the development team, um, which is really big, but it is not enough. When 52% of our population is female, mm-hmm. and we, we can boast that we have 30% um, a, a diversity in technology, that's like, oh, wow, this has never been heard of, you know, this is like, or this is really a great success. I don't consider that a success, but it is a way of moving forward. So it's, um, you know, certain things you definitely need to confront, certain things you open people's eyes by uh, your own actions. Um, One of the... um, founders of the company that I was working on and another company, um, they were complimenting me and I will, I, let me see if I can say, no matter what we throw at you, you seem to be doing, you seem to be adapting and solving uh, these uh, challenges.
0: Hmm.
1: Now, this was presented as a um, compliment. Hmm. But when you think about it, how many labels, how many uh negative things are embedded there? They bet on surprised, me to fail. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I was surprised. laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's so that, yeah. That's totally I, I get where you're saying, and I think that's um interesting that you, you talk about that there's that there's that expectation that you would fail, right? Because of a label. Um, and that happens so often to a lot of people, a lot of women, a lot of people of color. W- what do you say, and this is obviously talking, we're talking about women and the, who listen to this, but what do you say to the woman who's who's tired? She's tired of trying to prove to others that she's enough or that, that may have under, underestimated her. What do you say to that woman that's tired?
1: Um, I, I have, I think you you don't prove mm-hmm. um, this to anyone. Yeah. This is this is these are labels that you you as a woman did not accept. Somebody else put it on you. Just like how overnight, the moment I got married, I was considered an immigrant. I never accepted it. Mm-hmm. I am Denise Johnson, and that's who I am. Mm-hmm. I do not accept that label. That's mm-hmm. somebody else's prejudices reflected on me. Mm-hmm. I don't have to accept. That is actually quite freeing mm-hmm. because then the only only person that you have to, to um, satisfy is yourself. Okay. Your, your, for your own identity. Mm-hmm. You, you need to trust yourself. you need you, you, those biases show somebody else's weaknesses not yours.
0: Very, very good point. Very good point. Refusing to accept it, um, I think, is is taking the power back. And I think that's you, a good point about refuting it or refusing it, it removes some of the pressure to perform or to prove. Yeah, um, It's really about I believe I'm qualified, I'm good enough, whatever label you want to put on me, that's fine, but I'm not going to put that label on me. I think of a movie um, <laughs> Tyler Berry's movies, <laughs> like, <laughs> the gear movies, and, and it's a funny, funny line in there. He says to like the little girl in the scene, he says, "It's not what people call you; it's what you answer to." And mm-hmm. I thought I just brought that up for a minute because it's true. It's like it's it doesn't matter what people the label people put on you. Did you put that label on yourself? Um, I know we've just got a couple of minutes, so I want to ask you maybe one one or two more questions. But when you look back, you know you're you know, leading leading at a company, you're doing, you know, you're helping startups. But when you look back, how has your own adversity made you a better leader or someone who actively helps other people that might have been labeled, you know, whether it's a woman, whether it's a person of color, whatever that might be?
1: Um, So I always believe that your experiences define your normal. So I uh, grew up in a very self-expressive, amazing, unique environment. Both my parents are artists. Um, I grew up, um, you know, how they, with a group of individuals that were interpreting things in a very creative, expressive way, they had a different energy, the smells, the thrill of growing up. Um, It's that experience, I think, broadened my horizons growing up with artist parents. Living the adversities I have, and I don't consider them adversities, they are more like puzzles, challenges, mm-hmm. Um, made me today. So I don't think I would go back and wish that anything changed. Well, you know, I could, but it's not going to, be helpful because I wouldn't make the decisions I'm making today if I had not lived through those. I would not be um, a, maybe as active in advocacy to ensure that women are represented in te- technical fields. Mm-hmm. Um, a, I would not be as vocal about AI being inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, if I hadn't lived through those. So all of those made me uh, made my new normal. It allowed me to now at this stage, at this third pivot of my career to focus on things that really, really are dear to my heart that I'm passionate about, that I want to really solve for a better future. And um, I think that with, with with that, um, I, as I said, you know, everything defines your next, um, your next experiences. Um, that the importance of diversity, the exposure, mm-hmm. the keeping, uh, uh, being intentional about having a very wide lens. These mm-hmm. are all things that came from those challenges. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Yes, those puzzles, right? Those puzzles. <laughs> those puzzles. I love that perspective. I love reshifting how you name something, a label, how you label something definitely exactly. defines how you experience it um, and get through it. Um, just one last minute. So I'll ask you, what what message would you want, what final message would you want to give to any woman who about not letting others as underestimate her or put labels on? What would you what would be that one thing you'd want a woman to walk away from after hearing this?
1: um trust in yourself and uh, you have the power to accept somebody else's prejudice or not mm-hmm. and in this case don't
0: <laughs> love it <laughs> absolutely love it don't don't take it don't accept it
1: don't accept it don't this, this it. is this is you labels how we label ourselves is is you know You have your own label, but it's um, when somebody else labels you, that's their prejudice. That's their Mm. um, lack of, uh, that's their narrow mind when they look at you. So you don't have to accept it.
0: (laughs) I love it. Let them be narrow minded, not you. Exactly. I love it, Denise. I absolutely love it. Well, I appreciate you so much for sharing your perspective uh, today with um, our listeners, and I appreciate you know I, I, I've just taken some nuggets away um, from our conversation. And to anyone that's watching this, both live or on demand, um, keep tuning in. We're having these conversations on Thursdays at noon Eastern for 30 minutes, just so you can break away from from maybe what you're doing in your day to day work responsibilities and learning and growing together as women. So meet me here next week. Uh, LinkedIn Live or YouTube Live for Own Your Yes. Thanks again. Have a good rest of your day.
1: Thank you.